Welcome in, Clay Travis, Kelly Stewart, at Kelly in Vegas. This is The Fade, and it is the Halloween edition of The Fade. And I say this as we are recording right in advance of Thursday Night Football uh, to start off NFL Week 8, College Football Week 9. But also, Kelly is soon to get on an airplane. She is coming to the Travis family Halloween uh, party. Uh, Have you selected your costume yet? Is it a good one? How would you assess it? How would you break down the costume? Oh, it's a terrible costume. So I am bringing a good friend of both of ours, Ariel Epstein. I said, hey, maybe Clay's got some single guys at the party that I can introduce you to. That was my way to convince her to come to Nashville for the weekend after us just being there in June. Uh, All jokes aside, there were some interesting comments thrown out on X, if you will, about what we should be. And she hated all of them. And I came up with one uh, that's something to do with beta males, worst nightmare. She said, I'm not getting canceled like you have. I said, it's Clay's party. It's perfect. She said, no way. So I started Googling couples costumes and uh, I came up with the Toy Story Slinky Dog. So we're going to be attached to each other all night long. And I'm going to make sure that every single man that talks to her has me with an earshot. Well, I mean, you're like basically Siamese twins. I don't, we still, I, first of all, I don't think I can get canceled. So I think you're safe at my Halloween party uh, because I, whatever I've, I've said and done everything. I don't think anybody can, I don't know. Can we say Siamese twins, Siamese twins, or is it like Eskimos now? Is Siamese like a no, but you know, the Siamese twins were connected. So you guys are yeah. going to be connected all night long as slinky dogs. By, by a giant slinky, yes. And then it was just asked to me, as I was putting the costume together, how are you guys going to go to the bathroom? Because it's actually like a full onesie. And then we're also attached to each other. And I go, you know, I didn't really think about that. So it's going to be a, a pretty funny costume. Um, and at some point in time, we're definitely going to detach from one another. Uh, so I am going, uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to be Jesse Gemstone. Um, who is, for those of you who watch The Righteous Gemstones, I think it's the funniest show on television right now. Uh, I'm going to be Jesse, who is the Danny McBride character, the son of the, uh, uh, of the John Goodman character, who is the Gemstone patriarch. Uh, and my wife is going to be Judy Gemstone, who is one of the funniest characters on the planet. She is the sister of uh, their three kids that are the son of uh, John Goodman's character, Eli Gemstone. Anyway, so I'm going to go inspired as Danny McBride from that show. For anybody who watches it, it's awesome. All right, I know we're going to start with college football, but let's actually, Thursday night football is going to kick off in just a couple of hours. Uh, The last I checked, and you may have a better number than this, but uh, the the Bills are out to a a 9.5 point favorite, over under around 43.5. I actually, because I don't believe in this Bills offense right now, um, I actually am going to take the Bucks plus nine and a half. I don't know if it's gotten out to 10 anywhere. You may know because you've got the, the ability to monitor this stuff with one of the companies you've got now. Uh, are you taking one side or the other? I'm going to go ahead and take Bucks plus nine and a half. Yeah, Clay, earlier in the week I said, hey, Bill's in an excellent teaser spot. Decent total. Now it's not as low as I'd like it to be. Um, particularly I'd like to be under like 42 usually uh, for those old school Wong teasers. But now that's what the books did. They said, no more. We've got enough Bills teasers uh, under that field goal. So they moved it up, rightfully so. This Bucks team's in a world of hurt. I did a video a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, they're mid. 
That's what the uh, kids on X tell me all so the I'll time. Kids are calling it. Hold on a sec. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to impress everyone out there and also drive my kids crazy. You're telling me, Kelly, that the line is sus and that, uh, and, and that no cap, you are uh, all in on uh, the Bills? Um, something like that, at least by the Bills to win this football game. I've told a lot of people, if you have them available in Survivors, Bills off, you know, a really stupid loss uh, for that matter. But they still have one of the top three ranked scoring offenses and defenses. This is still, whether it's Baker Mayfield or not, right? They, you keep hearing different rumors on who it's going to be tonight. Uh, I have not heard from Todd Bowles definitively yet. But this is a problem. And then on the flip side, do you think I want to lay nine and a half with Buffalo? Josh Allen has been a turnover machine. It has just been gross. I think the Bucks will lose this game by more than a field goal. It's too late to tease Buffalo now. I know that's not what you guys wanted to hear. Slight, slight lean towards the over tonight. Uh, but I, I need to do a whole show where I just have all the modern lingo and just use it just to drive my boys crazy. Uh, I like to be uh, old man dad and just sprinkle in all their lingo during conversation just to drive them insane. Um, and if so, you haven't uh, seen that so show on Netflix uh, about old dads, that's totally you right now. And uh, Bill Burr does an excellent <laughs> job. All right, let's go back to college football. We just did the Thursday night game. I know you know the Big 12 well, and I know you hate everybody but Kansas State in the Big 12, uh, Kelly. I, I got Kansas all the way out at plus 10 in this game. Um, Oklahoma coming off of a close win over Central Florida. Pressure getting ratcheted up. They are certainly squarely in the mix for the playoff. Kansas 5-2. and two. Feels like they're in a decent spot here. Am I crazy to have taken the double digits? So, Clay, I didn't mean to get in an all-out war with uh, Sooner's Twitter last week, but that's kind of how it ended up. And I swear, this is not a continuance of that. I had KU circled in this spot because why? We've seen what Lance Leopold does, particularly as a home dog. Not only that, he's 29-10-1 against the spread as the head coach of the Jayhawks. Maybe Jason Bean's not so bad after all. Uh, a lot of lot of rumors are going around that Jalen Daniels would be back. He's not going to be. Plus, it's an early kick. Those never bode well for Oklahoma. Every time Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma as a double-digit underdog, yeah, it's been those early morning ones. Wonky things happen in Lawrence all the time. Uh, down to nine pretty much in most spots. Even seeing some eight-and-a-halves on the odds screen, Clay. I think Kansas could win this one. I don't disagree. So we're on the same side there. Uh, cut that one out. Make sure you never bet it. Um, all right, let me give you my uh, early ones here. I think Penn State's going to blow out Indiana. Um, Penn State was awful, doesn't have an explosive offense, can't push the ball down the field very much, but Indiana's not very good. James Franklin traditionally good against the spread. Um, I think that Indiana is in for a, a, a lot of heartache. I can see this game being 42-3, 45 uh, 10, something like that. Are you with me on the Nittany Lions? Yeah, I really don't want any part of Indiana. This team has just been so lackluster for, well, pretty much the entire season. Drew Alar just got crushed last week. That pass rush from Ohio State made him look pretty average, honestly. But I do think they get a nice bounce back here against an Indiana team who just doesn't put up yards. I mean, I thought maybe they'd have a shot against Rutgers last week. No dice. 
Uh, it's Penn State or pass for me. Uh, all right, I'm on Virginia plus the points at Miami. Probably, the, would you say, probably the biggest upset in college football, at least for a top 25 team, for UNC to lose as a 24-plus point favorite at home against UVA. Um, Miami gets the win against Clemson. Uh, 18 and a half. This is what, again, I bet these on uh, Tuesday. Monday, I send these picks in. So if the numbers have adjusted, these are the numbers that I'm referencing that are up on OutKick. Uh, that is a big number. Do you like UVA or are you sticking with Miami or are you running in the opposite direction from this game? I try to run from Mario Cristobal as much as humanly possible because games that he's involved in, something dumb always happens and it always costs <laughs> me money. That's the problem. I mean, I watched this UNC Virginia game last week with my dad before the K-State game kicked off, and he's going, how come you didn't have Virginia? You didn't think Virginia? No, Dad, I didn't think Virginia was going to go into North Carolina and win that game outright as a three-and-a-half touchdown underdog. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, still questionable for Miami. That's another big uh, asterisk here. So, look, potential letdown spot here for Virginia after that big win. Could they get blown up by Miami? Sure. I just don't think Miami is as good as the preseason hype. They just never are, it seems like. They're like the Texas of the ACC. Uh, all right. Uh, I've got Texas A. Let me give you some more, and you can react to any of these. I'll run through a bunch of my college football picks. I've got A&M minus 14 is what I bet them against South Carolina. I think the Aggies are going to blow out the Gamecocks. Uh, I have got the Georgia-Florida game, the cocktail party, which you and I – were at together a couple of years ago. I've got the Gators plus 14 and a half and the over 48 and a half. You were in Florida. I'm curious, what did you think of the cocktail party experience? And do you have a lean in the Georgia-Florida game this year? Uh, the cocktail party experience is absolutely incredible, unless, of course, you're holding a Gators plus the points ticket. The last two seasons, uh, 49 was the combined uh amount that Georgia has won by. It's just not even been fair. Now, granted, those two Georgia teams with super seniors is a little bit different than this Georgia team who started off what I would call a little bit slower. I like Billy Napier. Uh, no Brock Bowers for the dogs. I still think defensively Florida could just get manhandled. This looks like a dead-on under game, Clay. So that's what I'm going to be looking at here in this one. As far as the South Carolina team is concerned, I, they were just abysmal last week in Columbia, the other Columbia, and uh, cost me some money. That was unfortunate. I looked at Utah, I looked at South Carolina for my three-team underdog parlay, and I went the wrong way. It is what it is, but uh, Shane Beamer's going to have to start rebuilding there pretty quickly. Uh, all right, so uh, then I've got the over in Oregon-Utah, which is a big game as it pertains to the Pac-12 race. Um and then uh, I've got Wisconsin plus the points against Wisconsin, uh, against Ohio State and BYU plus the points against Texas. Any of those that you like, uh, obviously Oregon-Utah is the biggest from both team perspective and Texas is having to deal with replacing Quinn Ewers. Anything stand out to you about those three? So with the Oregon-Utah game, I think it depends on who you like. I think if you like Utah, you probably think it's going to be an under game, particularly in Salt Lake City where they don't lose games. Now, Bo Nix, Oregon, I wasn't that high on them to start the season. I've kind of come around on them a little bit, but I think if Utah is going to win that game, it's going to be a dead under game. 
Wisconsin, I gave out Monday as my best bet for the week, plus 15. That one's come down a little bit. Now, did they look absolutely just terrible last week versus Illinois? Of course, Ohio State looked good after uh, holding off Penn State, but it still wasn't a pretty game, right? There was nothing impressive for the Buckeyes. I do think this is going to be a much closer game. I made the game 10, so getting two touchdowns with the Badgers was an auto play for me. And as far as Texas goes, they have Kansas State on deck. Not saying they're going to be looking ahead here past a BYU team, but BYU is kind of one of those quietly flying under the radar, just very mediocre teams here in the Big 12. They were able to beat up on Texas Tech, who was without their starting quarterback. Here's my problem. I know nothing about Malik Murphy, right? I tried to read up on him this week. Uh, If you listen to Steve Sarkeesian, he says Malik had the best practice he's had all year. Okay, Steve, what does that mean? And so when there's too many unknowns for me, it kind of leaves me on an island where I say, you know what? It's just safer for me not to make a play here, Uh, but I will be in Austin next week. And uh, if K-State's catching anywhere near double digits, you already know what the play will be. Uh, All right. Here's my blood bank for the weekend in uh, college football. So I want everybody to tap the vein, go get whatever money you can down. I think Tennessee is going to beat Kentucky by double digits. Uh, I know Tennessee first half looked great. Second half fell apart. They're on the road at night in Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky coming off the bye week. It's uh, Kentucky uh, always treats Tennessee basically like the Super Bowl. But I just think Tennessee's better at pretty much every position group. Um, I think Tennessee will be able to run the football. I think they'll make uh, Devin Leary beat them. I don't think Devin Leary can. Uh, I've got Tennessee minus three and a half. It's my blood bank guarantee. You like this one one way or the other? Uh, I would lean towards Tennessee here. Look, when Kentucky was five on Sunday, I was doing some of my early work, and I said, huh, I might have to look at Kentucky here. They're at home, off a bye, Tennessee off really physical games to A&M and Alabama. So why not take a look at the Wildcats? That's just my first instinct. And then all of a sudden I blinked on the odd screen and it was three and a half. And I said, okay, well, somebody likes Kentucky. But then when I really broke this down, Clay, you're right. The volunteers, both sides of the ball are the better team here, right? They have owned Kentucky. Nine of the last 11, they have dominated the series. Four of the last five. We know they have the, gr- the ground advantage here as well. Look, I think it's going to be another slugfest for the Vols, but I ultimately think they will win and cover this one. All right, that's my college football plays. Are there any games in particular that you love that we haven't talked about? Oh, this is where it gets – we just got to get in the muck, Clay, because, you know, these Power 5 schools, the lines, the bookmakers, they focus on these ones. So I like to find those under-the-radar ones. Last couple weeks I had Colorado State. Everybody hated it. Uh, Couldn't get the win at UNLV, unfortunately, but they did get the cover. So this week I've got some other really ugly ones. I'm going to take Rice – over T, uh, Tulane. Rice was really good to me early in the season. They already won at home as an outright double-digit underdog. Tulane looks good. Well coached. JT Daniels, though, playing really good football for the Owls. I like them plus the 11. I think it's even down to 10.5 in some spots. Uh, by all means, Tulane rattled off five straight wins since they lost to Old Miss. But we'll see. Rice has really been able to move the ball lately. And then, of course, I'm going to take Cal. Trojans, why are they still ranked? Does anybody know? Is it because their name is USC? Uh, Caleb Williams finally been humbled. Two straight losses for this team. Still kicking myself again for not backing Utah last week. Cal's off a bye. Can they be scrappy enough to keep this with 
in a touchdown or so, I think they can. Wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe be able to squeak out an upset because Tennessee can't stop anybody. So those are the basically five games I played this week. Uh, Kansas with you, uh, Wisconsin, Utah, Cal, and of course, uh, the good old Rice Owls. Everybody, everybody can't wait to watch that one. All right, let's go to the NFL. We already talked about the Thursday night game. I'm on the Bucks plus the uh, plus the nine and a half. What's your favorite plays for the NFL? And then I'll run through some of my uh, six pack here. Do you want to be completely grossed out? I think you know where I'm going with this one. We know no Ryan Tannehill. Uh, that means Will Levis is going to get the nod. But you know, Vrabel did say that Malik Willis may share some time. But ultimately, I don't think this two and four Titans team is really two and four. Now, they're not rebuilding, right? They did, though, just trade Kevin Baird to the Eagles. They're talking about trading Derrick Henry. But everybody pumped the brakes because this is not a play on the Titans. This is a play against the Falcons. Who are the Falcons to be laying three points on the road when they average just 9.6 points per game on the road? One and eight straight up, three and six against the spread. This team, fine. They beat the Bucs. They finally got an outright win on the road. Desmond Ritter is an absolute liability. I wouldn't be surprised to see when they lose this game to Tennessee, which you and I will be at with Ariel Epstein and the boys. I got my Oilers t-shirt. I'm ready to go. Tennessee wins this one. I appreciate the optimism. I'm going to be there, uh, as you just mentioned, with you and Ariel and also with all three of my boys, uh, meaning my kids, not my good guy friends, my actual boys. Um, I'm on the under. Uh, this number has come down. I bet it at 37. I Look, if you've got Malik Willis or you've got Will Levis or you've got a hampered uh, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think either of these teams are going to score very many points. Obviously, you've got Arthur Smith, who is the former offensive coordinator, for people who don't remember, of the Tennessee Titans coming back to uh, Nashville. These guys are going to know each other well. They're going to know uh, everything that each, play, each team has. I think Vrabel and Arthur Smith like each other, but I think this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, I'm on the under here. Uh, what else do you like? Yeah, this one's really gross because uh, this team has yet to cover a spread all season long. And that's the Carolina Panthers. Sometimes we just have to make these plays, hold your nose, go to the window. It's not a blood bank guarantee by any means, but I am going to play against the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud coming off that bye week. Sometimes bye weeks benefit teams when they're banged up, and sometimes they are absolute utter momentum killers. Shout out to C.J. Stroud. Is he the better quarterback here versus Bryce Young? Absolutely. That's not even up for debate. But Carolina is one of those really interesting teams. While their secondary is a little banged up, they've been able to hold opposing quarterbacks to season-low passing yards eight weeks in here. So, look, again, they have not covered. So bookmakers are finally getting to the point where, okay, we're tired of taking a beating here. But I'm not sure Houston is ready to be a road favorite. D'Amico Ryan's done a good job with that team. But, again, Gotta hold your nose. Frank Reich, come on, man. You know what to do. He usually takes him a while to get things going, and I think he gets one here on Sunday. All right, let me give you a couple that I've got of the outkick six-pack. You, I already gave you the under in Fal uh, Falcons-Titans. I like the Colts minus one, and I like the Jags. These are the numbers when I gave them out. Jags minus two and a half at Pittsburgh. Um, I think the Minshew mania continues. I'm not sold on the Saints offense. I kind of like the under in that game, too. Uh, Pittsburgh is 4-2. and two. 
but it doesn't feel like a very strong 4-2. That offense is not very good. I like the 5-2 performance that we're seeing from the Jags. I don't think this is a bad matchup for them. So Colts and Jags to both cover. you have any read on either of those, Kelly? You know, I did put Pittsburgh in uh, a bunch of teasers this week. Lots of teaser options this week, including the Saints. But I'm with you as far as the side goes. I do think they're going to both be low-scoring, close games. Lean to Jacksonville minus the two and a half. But here's my caveat, and this is what concerns me whenever you're betting against the Steelers. They just score a touchdown on defense every single week. Like, it's, it yeah, just happens. I got their defense and, in fantasy. Yeah. And, well, there you go. And my fantasy team, I haven't even logged in to look because it has just been bad. Since we lost both running backs, can't pick up anybody. Never mind. Don't get me started. But uh, I do think that that is going to be like a, a 24-17 game where I get Pittsburgh in the teaser, under, you know, above the touchdown. Jacksonville does get the cover minus two and a half. I'm not sold on Minshew Mania, but I'm also not sold on the Saints. Do not love this team offensively. They are just not good. Derek Carr was not going to be the guy. I don't know when they're just going to say, okay, fine. We're going to go to Jameis. How bad is Jameis? He must be even worse than we ever thought, but at least he's exciting. You never know what you're going to get from that man. Uh, But we'll see what Gardner Minshew is capable of. I do have the Saints in a teaser as well from earlier in the week. They are no longer teasable because money has come in on them, but I lean to Indianapolis winning that game for you, though, Clay. All right, here's another one, and this is one that I whiffed on last week. I thought the Bills were going to blow the Patriots out. Instead, the Patriots managed to win outright. I think we come back down to Patriot Earth. Dolphins are a big favorite here. I I took them all the way out at 9.5. They've been, the Dolphins have, at home, very much of a strong cover, even as big double-digit style favorites. Are you with me on the Dolphins or do the Pats have you a little bit rattled after the way they played against the Bills last week? Mac Jones could never have me rattled, right? Like ever. I mean, he had <laughs> probably the best game he's had in two years, which I'm very thankful for, for not only Survivor They did pools, celebrate but- like they won the Super Bowl. I saw Gronk came out and said, dude, we didn't celebrate like that when we won playoff games. When they beat the Bills, they were running around on the field like they had just won the Super Bowl, which I did think was interesting. Yeah, and sometimes when you win that Super Bowl, you do get brought back down to earth uh, right after that. Here's the thing with Miami, and we've got to kind of look at this team. What did we see when they went to Buffalo? Well, they got beat. What did we see when they went to Philadelphia? They got beat. The refs also didn't help them at all in that game. That being said, we talked about my fantasy team, A-Chain. Still hurt, I know, because I have him on IR. And really what he was able to do is open up that offense for Tua and the Dolphins. I mean, it really, he had the, his coming out party against the Broncos, and then it was like a nice stretch where that offense was clicking on all cylinders. Mm, kind of interesting, right? So they played New England, 24 points, 20 points versus Buffalo, 17 points versus Philly have maybe the offensive side of things really started to cool down for them, have defensive coordinators started to get a little more tape. We're going to find out. I don't love this spot. I can see why everybody on the planet would tease Miami this week, but it too is over nine and a half. So at this point, you're not able to really do so uh, technically. Uh, What else do you love? I've got two more plays that I like that I'll get to in a sec, but do you have anything else that you really like in the NFL slate? All I can do is report on what I've seen. I know some really sharp people laid it with Dallas early. 
Dallas off a bye isn't necessarily the greatest play. Five and four straight up. It's not like I really like Mike McCarthy by any means, but I do think the Rams have kind of just been very mediocre at best, right? They don't have a rushing attack. Yes, they have a two-headed monster with Cup being back. Puka's great. But I do think this Dallas defense with Micah Parsons is going to kind of get the best of this team. So I would not be surprised to agree with that group that said, hey, we're going to lay five and a half with the Cowboys. I do think under a touchdown, they are still playable. Uh, The Rams looked good. Well, against divisional opponents like Seattle and Arizona, Uh, Cowboys – not ready to quite give them Lombardi yet, but I do think they are a much better team than we saw going into the bye week. And that's really about it for me, Clay, this week. I don't love that much in the NFL. Uh, so for me, I'm just playing your Titans, which I absolutely love. A bunch of teasers up over that eight and a half. So two and a half, two and two and a half point teams over the touchdown. Uh, kind of lean towards Seattle. Haven't quite got to the window with them yet. Um, as far as them last week, Geno Smith was very frustrating uh, trying to get him to cover that seven and a half over Arizona. So may end up staying off that one as well. All right. I've got the Vikings last two for me in the outkick six pack. I've got the Vikings minus one against the Packers. Not sold on Jordan Love. I understand momentum. You sometimes get burned by it, but the Vikings are playing pretty well right now. I think they may find themselves back in the mix in the NFC North before all is said and done. Loved what Kirk Cousins did uh, in that game against the 49ers. And then I bet this game before the Brock Purdy uh, concussion news came out. But I took the Bengals coming off a bye week, big favor, big underdog on the road against the Niners. Feel like that Joe Burrow was going to be healthier than he had been in a while. Uh, didn't like what I saw from the Niners the last two weeks against Cleveland and against the Vikings. So the number's down to like three and a half. We don't know exactly what Purdy's going to do, so that makes it somewhat difficult. But I like the, the Bengals potentially to pull off an upset here. I like the, Val, the, the Vikings as well uh, against the Packers. Any strong uh, reaction to you from those two picks? So great number by you. You did a good job. I'm going to give you this nice little CLV trophy here on the Bengals. So I'm very happy for you there. really lucky. It's not like I knew anything about Brock Purdy's health. I just thought that number was too substantial in the first place. And it probably was, right? But here's one thing I liked, which involves the exact same thing. You don't want to buy into too much of what you saw on Monday night from either team. So I don't really want to buy on Minnesota just yet, particularly on the road at Green Bay. Is Jordan Love just, yeah, look, he's a work in progress. You know, Aaron Rodgers is very missed in Green Bay, whether they want to admit it or not. And I don't know how this offense is really going to get clicking. And we've seen some moments of greatness against defenses like the Bears. Minnesota really stepped up on Monday night. But again, now I'm kind of thinking, all right, Kirk Cousins, who I said I wasn't going to bet on, you know, primetime, 2-10 and ten straight up on Monday nights in his career. Of course, gets the win. Uh, Niners kind of looking really abysmal right now themselves. A lot of injuries, but hey, Christian McCaffrey, he can get it done on the ground against anyone, but I, I think you have a great number there with the Bengals, Clay, so I'm just proud of you. All right. I appreciate all the praise that I can get. Uh, we're going to be having a fun Halloween celebration. You can look for Ke- uh, Kelly. You can look for me. 
uh, at that Titans and Falcons game this weekend. Uh, this has been the fade. Any final words, Kelly, as we roll into the weekend before Halloween? No, good luck to us and uh, pray for Clay's liver. <laughs> it needs a lot. It needs a lot of prayers to be sure. See you guys next week. This has been the fade.